for our diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day everyone and welcome to raw recovery uh trudging together podcast we have a wednesday edition today um unfortunately i wasn't able to get two speakers this week so i have one speaker we're gonna do it in the middle of the week um remember this is not live so don't worry about that part danny we are pre-recording um and then i will do a throwback thursday for you guys uh tomorrow uh, and then we have some really, really professional stuff coming up starting Monday. Our professional series starts. Um, but today is about Tammy. Um, I met Tammy. Um, it, this was another, um, you guys have heard me uh, talk about my friend Kat. Um, she was really good at picking some speakers at this meeting that I was going to. And uh, Tammy was one of those speakers. And when you were telling your story, I was just so enthralled. Um, and it was, it was a great story, and I wanted you on. Um, that was a couple months ago. God does things in his time. Things happened, but now we're finally here, and we're able to do it. So, Tammy, welcome to uh, Raw Recovery. Thank you for taking your time today. Thank you for having me. Certainly. It's um, an honor. Yeah, we got to do a little bit of talking before we came on here. That's always the fun part. Um and we, we talked a little bit about how every story matters and, and how sometimes we can feel a little down um, because we feel like we're trying and maybe we're not getting anywhere. And then we have to come back to that humility, uh, helping that one person. And that one person may even be you. You don't know. So, Tammy, welcome to the show. Uh, let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um. Okay, so I am... Uh just in just like a general uh, human thing. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I am an alcoholic. Okay. I identify as alcoholic. I have, um, um, I'm disabled, so I'm not working right now. Okay. So it gives me a lot of time to devote to recovery. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I have two kids. They're grown up and I'm going to be a grandma soon. In fact, Woo. my daughter is like going to deliver like Woo. sometime between today and tomorrow. So oh, um, like, I am so excited for you. I'm being a grandparent is so cool. I love it. Isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's it's a brand new experience, Tammy. I'm thinking. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm a little worried because the whole pandemic thing, you know, and, and having to quarantine and be careful and, and all of that stuff. But um, yeah. so it won't be like I won't I won't get to suck on toes and stuff like back in you know, Yeah, like not yet. I understand. My grandson was born three months ago and I've only been oh, able really? to hold him once. So oh. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we will. yeah. I just want happy. I want healthy mommy, healthy baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. And you know, what's really remarkable about that is that, um, my daughter who I used to, we couldn't be in the same room together. Okay. Um, has invited me to be in the delivery room with her. Ooh, and, progress. You know, that's a miracle. That's Love such that. a miracle. Um, it is. Yeah. That she trusts me enough to be yeah. around her at this at this time in her life is mm-hmm. and that I can be relied on you know I won't show up drunk and yelling at nurses and yeah. telling the doctor how to deliver a baby and whatever you know? <laughs> it's 
really kind of well, cool. Yeah, we're, we're laughing because we're 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 that way. And yeah, and yeah. yeah, you hit some things right on the nail there. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Ten years ago, she wouldn't have been able to have me anywhere near her. Yeah, uh, because I was so unreliable. Yeah. Um, my my daughter was recently going through some things. She asked me to be part of her safety plan. That blew me oh. away. Dion Miller's safety plan was never put in a sentence before. So yeah. yeah, those are indications and those are gifts from God saying yeah. what you're doing is correct. Keep it up. Yeah. I get kind of, uh, I get misty eyed thinking, oh, yeah. you know, how far we've come that, um, yeah, she couldn't trust me before. Uh, and, uh, and now she can trust me. It makes me misty eyed, Anne. That's I know, right. <laughs> um, there. Well, and that's what we love about, but that's what I love about this program. This is what mm -hmm. I love about people in recovery is what I should say, or people or comeback stories. Hey, that's what I'm going for. You know, where you get to watch them come in and, and revamp their lives. And, and there's nothing better than watching a mommy get her kids back yeah. or watching yeah. a father get his little girl back. I want to start crying. I've seen it so many times, and I will watch men melt, and it's phenomenal. So it really is good on you. It really is. And I just, you know, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of showing up, a lot of um, listening to her when she tells me that these are the things that she experienced with my alcoholism, and not getting hurt by that, letting okay. her have her space. You know, sure. to express her experience with my alcoholism, mm -hmm. it is not comfortable. Um, but it's really important work. Um, and I think that um, without the gifts of the program, without the steps, without understanding that her experience is not about me. Correct. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. it was my alcoholism that gave her the experience, but how she is healing through that is not about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and we wish that we had a magic wand. Well, even then, now that I know what I know now, I don't know that I'd want a magic wand because I want them to <laughs> experience what I experience now, though. Maybe not right. then. I don't want them to have to go through the bad stuff. But unfortunately, in order to feel yeah. the way that I do, you got to go through it. You do. And it happened, you know, um, uh, I did what a lot of alcoholics do. And I, I kind of, they would say something and I would poop. You know, I would, would kind of like poo poo it and say, you don't get it and you're misunderstanding or whatever. And I, I basically messed with their reality. Yeah. You know? um, I told them that what was happening wasn't happening. Mm. And then wondered why they couldn't trust me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then they can't trust themselves either. And so, um, uh, because I consistently changed the narrative to suit um, my, my selfishness, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean to, I'm not in, you know, I'm not an evil person. I really thought I was, um, you know, I really was doing the best I could with what I had to work with, but. Um, I Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I wouldn't agree with a lot of things that my parents did, but they did, they worked with what they had to, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Phil Donahue ran their lives, you know, so our <laughs> lives were. Man, I'm not a fan of that guy, <laughs> Mr. Tough Love. Right. Um, but they, but I am not who I am because of my parents, and that's not fair to put on them. Um, right. They both changed for the better. They're not together anymore, um, but they both changed for the better. Moved on to. I remember when they were telling us they were getting a divorce. Everybody was crying, and it came to me, and I said, "Good, because you guys are miserable. Can I go back to my friend Mike's house now?" Oh wow, yeah. Because I don't, so I didn't, right. yeah, I was very aloof about it. I was pretty yeah. rude, but 
you know. It's a coping mechanism also. Yeah. But so um, what what you must have done something in that 10 years to gain that trust back though. Yeah. Um there's with the, you know, in the big book, Bill W writes about, you know, the family afterward and some mm. of the things that we have to do. And and there is a um um going through inventory, you know, working hard and doing the steps one at a time in order and being as thorough as I could. Um, my first one, I was still in such an alcoholic recovery days. Um, mm -hmm. I was a, I was a, a day drinker, all day drinker. I drank a lot. Yeah. Um, and other fun stuff too. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, woo. Um, yeah, woo. <laughs> it took me a long time to come out of that fog, and so yeah. the first set of steps I did um, as thoroughly as I could at the time. But the second set that I did, I was okay. much more deep and i could get through things and really see okay um, but um you know, if you don't if you don't mind me asking how long did that take because it took me like over a year before i was you know i went through the steps i did the work but really nothing really happened until i hit that year man didn't right so yeah. like i did my first set of steps and um i remember coming home from doing my fifth step with my sponsor i was around five months sober you know okay six months sober and i i came back home and it said taking this book from the shelf you know you go home and you read this and i'm so <laughs> fogged you know i'm like oh my god I, the book is already in my hand <laughs> <laughs> i can't take it off the shelf i'm already doing it wrong you know um, <laughs> it's just you know just what a mess i didn't even have a shelf i'm thinking i should put it on a shelf and then i'll take it back i don't wait now so, i need to buy a shelf what is this program right, right. <laughs> yeah i don't so just really not you know just doing the best that i could to go through it and, yeah and, uh, god bless you checking boxes but it was between that first year and that second year which felt a lot more trudgy to me um that um I, I went through it the second time and i was able to really um get some messages okay. um from from my higher power from the work that i was doing with my sponsor and really starting to understand things like you know i lived in my parents house for 18 years mm -hmm. but then i proceeded to blame 30 years of drinking on them yeah you know so mm -hmm. yeah right yeah and, i and, think that i think it's probably there has to come a day for every child to stop blaming mm -hmm. their parents for who they are. You'll never grow if you right. don't stop blaming other people for who you are. Right, right. So I try, you know, that, you know, a lot of that work is trying to really own who I am. Um, I like um, uh, the part in the 12 and 12 where um, he defines humility. I, I believe it's in the sixth step, the first time he mentions it, is that humility is a, a clear recognition of who and what I am, followed mm. by a sincere. Uh, attempt to become all I can know. Be. Yes. And I really like that, you know, um, because I have to get down to, um, to who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And then get willing to stop laying in that puddle of yuck. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and a puddle of muck you don't even deserve to be in. Right. Right. And stop doing it. Stop making excuses um, and just go, Hey, yeah, that's true about me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's part of me that's something that i experienced and that's and okay too yeah, yeah yeah it shapes who i am um, absolutely yeah you know, the whole magic wand thing i'd mess it up right <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were laughing okay <laughs> don't give me the magic wand i would do the wrong thing it's you know that's me being the actor right trying to control yeah. everybody and everything and that's yep. that that trick doesn't work i've established that definitively <laughs> absolutely
Um, but you know, the kids, um, I have two kids. Okay. Oh, Tammy, we accidentally, uh, you accidentally hit the mute button. Uh, that, son, that, I don't think it was you. Zoom does that sometimes. So actually, uh, it was my uh, it was Walgreens calling to tell me my prescription's ready. I know. Oh well, that was kind of them. Thanks, Walgreens. Yeah. All right. Thanks for letting me know. Aren't they? They're so nice. Um, so, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I got to learn that my kiddo was picking me up off the floor. My nineteen-year-old. I got mm. so I got sober when my son was nineteen and my daughter was twenty-four. Okay. Um. And I got to learn that he was picking me up off the floor and putting me to bed after I passed out, blackout drunk. Um, and I never knew that. Um, and so, yeah, um, those kind of things that that they saw that I didn't know was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those those are sort of things that I have to say, yeah, that happened. And I, you know, I tell the kids that um, I, I suggest outside programs for them, you know, and, sure. um, and other things, but I can't make them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I say, you know, I, I hurt you. I did. And so mm-hmm. you can't come to me for healing in that. Right. You got to go mm-hmm. to somebody else. I'm the one who did the damage. So yeah. you got to go get healing from somebody else. But yeah. what I can promise is that I will do my best not to hurt you that way ever again. Mm-hmm. And I'll work real hard not to do that. But yep. yeah, I'm the, I caused that. And uh, sure. Yeah. And we have to take, you know, the disease isn't our fault, but we got to take responsibility for our actions or we won't make it. We won't, we won't. And they won't make it either, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, they will, obviously. I love the, the saying that God doesn't have grandchildren, you know? There's a higher <laughs> power out there that they have, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm left with um, being human. Um, mm-hmm. I'm left with, with the damage that I did, and I repaired it as much as I can. And then I let them see me every day, day in and day out working this program. I mean, they see the big books, they see the women. Um, uh, we're on Zoom now, but you know, uh, yeah. the women come to the house, me reading the big book side by side, um, me working with my sponsor, going to assembly and convention. And, mm-hmm. you know, they see me actively doing this every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what built up a lot of that trust is, um, um, is that I'm still doing it. It's 10 years yeah. later, I'm still yeah. doing it. I agree. You know? My, uh, Other than drinking, I never did anything. For yeah, not consistently. Yeah, <laughs> except for drinking programs, about the only thing I've done consistently. But yeah, well, and I, you know, I I agree. When when I first got back into the program, I had twelve years at one point. Um, but when I got back into the program, uh, my sponsor had me get on family afterward, and my uh-huh. first my first thing was to start treating my wife with the respect that she deserved um yeah yeah. and I got um you know for me I got sober because I wanted my wife and my kids in my life the way that they deserved that's why I got sober um and that is yeah and that's still for me because I want that well, yeah, I mean, oh. you know, they're so like the natural consequences that both mm-hmm. of you talked about in um, 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 language of the heart, right? Yes. So maybe things you can't police me, you can't tell me what to do. I'm an anarchist, right? Mm-hmm. I don't look like it. I look like Mrs. Claus, but I am an <laughs> anarchist, <laughs> right? If you tell me to do something, I'll tell you, fuck off, and then, you know, why you should, you know, yeah. and just hard and how long that should happen for you. Um, but if you give me a good reason why I should do something, um, then I then I probably will. I'm more likely to try to do it. Yeah. Um, but um, 
Yeah, it is. So I, I'm, I'm divorced, but okay. I'm um, again reengaged to my um, to my ex. Oh. Right. Okay. So people say things like you're going down this path, and I, I just can't follow you, Tammy Joe. And I, I, I'd be like a hag, you know, because I'm an English major, so I would say, oh no, purposefully obtuse. What is yeah. it? which he speaks you know so that's me trying to change somebody's reality again here's yeah. a man who yeah. loves me, telling me honestly that he's worried about me and yeah. what's happened with me and that he can't do it you know he can't go there with me and i'm being a snot yeah you know yeah so. i almost felt like every time like i was in a relationship was the challenge was to fight and then see what i could do to make it up to that you know what i mean Sure, sure. Where it was, and it was all manipulation. All of it mm-hmm. was manipulation. I did not care for those people. Right, uh, right. Well, I I did, but my actions did not show it. Yeah, um, I don't know how. To. Yeah, and I that's it. I didn't know how to. Period. Right. Period. They yeah. say that we don't have relationships; we take hostages. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. And it's so true. You know, yeah, and crazy. maybe that's why some of them don't want to hear from me ever again. You know, okay. and that's okay. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. It, it is so, fair. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you want me to do a little bit of my story? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do some of your story. We're doing this. Yeah. How yeah, it works. Some. Yeah. Why not? So, um, I was a baby drunk, right? Okay. And people, you know, there are a lot of baby drunks out there, and so, mm-hmm. um, um. My parents, we, we grew up really poor. They're all six of us lived in a two bedroom, one bath house. I mean, okay. it was, <laughs> we were stacked. I have three brothers were stacked one on top of the other. My parents yep. to have fun, have these card parties <laughs> and they were every month they would switch family. You know, they had two sets of married friends and they would go from house to okay. house. And every, every female, every one of the women had their, um, their specialty. And my mom's specialty was an alcoholic beverage. Right. Okay. Uh, should I say which one it is or does that? Is sure. That you can go. Okay. It was uh, wine daiquiris. Right? Okay. And so all four of us kids are in the bedroom. She can't afford a babysitter. So she puts all four of us kids in the bedroom. Yeah. And uh, it gives us, uh, dude, I don't know if you remember this, but they would have the little cookie cutters that were shaped like all the heart, the club, the, the, yeah. shade, the diamond. Yep, and you I make do. the bologna sandwiches on rainbow bread. <laughs> you push uh, it in there. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, this is some classy stuff, right? But, you know, that was how they could have fun. Yeah. Um, they, they, didn't, um, they played penny poker and stuff like that. And so mommy would throw all four of us kids in for these these card parties. And um, she would give us each one of the Brock's candies, the little star chocolate candies. Yep. Love those, those And she would, eat, she would give us each a little spoonful of that lime daiquiri. You okay. Know? just a little just a little taste and we were like in a little wine little birdies having yeah. <laughs> yeah, i loved it i i, I have mm-hmm. clear memories of this you know yeah. it it was sweet and it was tart and it was cold but it burned and it was salty but it was you know mm-hmm. it was like everything i had this real cosmic experience as a as a tiny child yeah. you know um my mom's kind of the person who doses people right okay so like she would put brandy on our on our uh, gums when we were teething, and a little bit in the bottle to make sure we go to sleep. And you yep. have no problem um, mm-hmm. boozing us up, um, not excessively. She didn't like get us drunk, but she had no problem giving us a little something, something to make us go to sleep. Right, make your teeth hurt, stop hurting, and yeah, yeah you don't 
Yeah, my parents utilized alcohol all the time. Sure, sure. And it was, um, you know, Christmas Eve and she would give us uh, eggnog with bourbon in it so that we would, and then drive us around the neighborhood to look at the lights and then we'd be tired <laughs> enough that she and daddy could do the Santa thing and and whatever. So, you know, it's not an uncommon occurrence. It's just that I reacted to it differently. And so yes. my brother, I'm the only girl and I'm very, you know, I was a cute little thing. Um, and and um, they would send me out to try to go get more chocolate. Um, mm. Just one more of those little Brock's candy stars, those chocolate yeah. stars. And uh, I wanted the, I wanted the, the lime daiquiri. Yeah, you were like, and, screw the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I would go out there for the boys to try to, to wheedle out another chocolate. But what I really wanted to do, and so, um, very early on, I was volunteering to uh, refill their glasses. You know. Oh, you're smart. Oh, I know. I was little, and so it got to the point where mommy would put the pictures uh, on the lowest shelf of the refrigerator. Okay. And I would so cute i would go in and i would say can i refill your drink yeah and, you know i would take and you know in front of the fridge i would i would put the little cup down on that shelf and then i would fill it up i had to make sure it was empty empty first you know sure yeah I, oh, I would overfill it so i'd have to have a little bit of it and you know then after the thing is over uh they're they're all the grown-ups are gone my parents are passed out and i'm going around and cleaning up all of those yep. things and you know that's mm -hmm. the difference between me and somebody else so like um my sweetie can look at there'd be a glass of wine on the table and my sweetie would see one thing and i would see another thing and we're mm -hmm. both looking at glass yep you know for me it's it's shiny and sparkly and it's going to cure all of my ills and mm -hmm. i have absolute faith in it. it's like yeah, it's a glass of wine you know um and i think that that's the difference is you know from my earliest remembrance alcohol was a spiritual experience mm -hmm. you know um and so um yeah i i got into my parents booze i smoked their cigarettes i mm -hmm. i had my first blackout uh my a little girlfriend of mine i was in the fourth grade we stole a bottle of tequila wow. and we drank all the whole thing i know right wow and we had gone around the yard and just puked it all up all over the place and we were trying to bury it all before the dog got to it her parents found out you yeah know, i mean this is this beautiful stuff right uh uh, I have another one in the sixth grade. I have another, you know, so I'm a blackout drinker at what, 11 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Nine, 11, whatever those ages are. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm smoking my daddy's pot. I'm, you know, stealing their cigarettes. There's, you know, um, the uh, level of neglect and abuse in my family of origin is, is literally criminal. Yeah. You know, um, the, today people are jailed for the things that happened. To oh, yeah. Kids absolutely so, oh my goodness yes yes um <laughs> they think oh, peppy Le Pew's a problem <laughs> that's right right no, <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> yeah so um yeah they're just things that should never have happened that happened on a regular basis and and Man, so um, i'm sorry that yeah, happened right so here's my escape here's my nirvana here's my okay. experience and i in that and there were times in my life where you know they they talk about how we lead a double life you know mm -hmm. to the outside one thing so i'm smoking cigarettes in my cheerleading outfit <laughs> you know <laughs> right yeah well that's because you're an anarchist you're a rebel right i am yeah. in fact the last day of school i went to, all the way through the school smoking cigarettes um but, you know, um, I just, uh, those things, I would try to stay away from it. And then I would start and I would get way too far into it, get myself in trouble. Um, you know, um, 
it, it just, it would have gone really badly for me, I think much worse, but okay. um, there were times when I could sort of pull myself out of it. I didn't recognize okay. myself as an alcoholic in any way. I just thought every now and then I get a little carried away, but at least I'm not like those football players, you know, or yeah. just whoever, you know, the girl drunk who always, who always gets drunk and gets late at parties, but that's what I did. So why okay. did I think I wasn't that girl? You yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah, so, and deny and I mean denial can do trauma and denial can actually make your mind forget it. It's not right, gone, right. but it intentionally removes it during that portion so that you right. don't have to bring on that trauma. And that's what happens to us. If we're not aware of that, we're just gonna go on natural course. For sure. There's no connection between these things for me yeah. in my head. Certainly I, you know, not I yet. No. Yeah, I joke about the real real and the created real. Mm-hmm. You know, there's my real reality and then my created reality. And to me, they are equally real. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard, you know. And so I love the work because it does help me get to the real real. Mm-hmm. You know, helps me step away from my created real. I have, you know, I have a great group of women friends. Kat's one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, these these women friends will call me on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, whoa, Tammy Joe. You know, um, <laughs> you're getting a little left to center there, huh? Are you sure yeah. that that's right? And so um, I, I like it. Um, it's it's not comfortable, but I like the results. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I got, you know, I, I left home early. I, um, I always, you know, uh, I didn't really have any goals, nothing really shaped. And I think that's not okay. uncommon people yeah. like me who had a disruptive early upbringing and so like my girlfriends would say I had one girlfriend who was going to be a sound engineer and she was going to work for you know like ACDC or something she was so okay. cool she didn't get her engineering degree which in 1980 something is really pretty darn cool well, yeah that's uh, a, very that impressive it really is and another friend who's going to be a lawyer and they would look at me and they'd say what do you want to do you know and I, I want to be a mommy yeah you know um that's what I want to do because I'm, I'm raising my brother's and that's what I understand, and okay. that's what I feel like I'm good at. So I'm going to yeah. be a mom. And um, um, skipped from job to job, did some really cool things. Um, got married uh, to somebody who probably, if he's alive, I hope he's in this program. But okay. um, I don't know. But I did end up having that my my one daughter, um, and and he was the jerk that I married. Right? Okay. Exactly the asshole that I married. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and I was all in the, oh, my love will sit him, you know, yeah. right? Like we do. Yeah. Um, but when he knocked me around while I was pregnant, I figured I couldn't do that. You know, yeah. but I just could not have that. Um, so I, I, I was living here in Denver at the time and went back home to Pueblo and my parents were so freaking supportive. My daddy said, give her a couple of hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It'd be worth it of our privacy. So they gave me 200 bucks and a toothbrush and sent me away. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. So just not a lot of support. Um, okay. And you know, people, you know, I was really a single parent. Like I had, I had just nothing. Yeah. My parents refused to babysit. They wouldn't, they would loan me money, but I had to pay it back at a certain time. There was a lot of pressure that the, mm-hmm. the, biological second part of the chromosome equation um just did not give me any money there was no money no diapers no nothing ever um and so that kept me straight a little bit but you know i got 
I, I worked the bars, uh, not the bars. I worked in a restaurant because okay. I could wait. So that's what I was able to find. I went on, okay. um, I went on unemployment and they make you fill out these applications. And I went around and I did that. Some guy calls me, he says, would you like this job? And I said, sure. And he tells me everything. You got to have this and that in the uniform and show up at this time. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And then he can't say anything, you know, because it's against the law. To yeah, he's already it. hired. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he already has. He's even told me what my uniform is. And I didn't know that. You know, I was just like, whoa, dude, I got to let you know this. And I was yeah. I was honest as I could be about that. But I ended up being really good at that job. Why wouldn't good. I be? I'd already been serving my family for years. Uh, yeah, you've been doing it since you were four. I know, right? So I go into... Um, I went ahead and had the baby. I'm back to work within 10 days. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm just work, work, work. And I've got very little support. And the people at the bars, I worked the graveyard shift so I could be awake during the day with my daughter. So she would be with a sitter while she was sleeping. Yes. Okay. I would miss out less time. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was just ragged. But um, yeah, that's what I did. That was the choice that I made. And um, the, the bar people would come in. Um, 2.30 or whatever. And and the, the people who work the bar said, you know, you should come work for us. You'll make more money. You'll get off sooner because I'd get off at six in the morning. My mm -hmm. baby would be up by like 8, 8.30 and I was just ragged. And so okay. I went to do that. And, um, you know, I was really poor. Um, people would buy me shots. That was food, mm -hmm. right? Those were cake house. I would ask mm. for the frothiest, fruitiest, highest calorie, put whipped cream <laughs> on it. I ate out of the garnish dish. I ate all the popcorn. I mean, this is how I fed myself. Um, mm -hmm. I did not consider yeah. myself an alcoholic. I was drinking alcoholically, mm -hmm. but I was hungry. I was exhausted. I was in so much pain. I was lonesome. Yeah. Um, when I, I uh, tried to go back to school, to college. And uh, I did that, you know, it took me eight years and four tries, but I finally made it through college, okay. uh, had another baby in there, you know, okay. um, um, but I met my now sweetheart um, okay. at, at school and um, yeah, he's just an amazing human being. And that saved me again for another little while, Okay. right? Uh, because I was going to be good with him. I didn't mm -hmm. need to do all of that because then I had him. Um, and then I had my son and I was still working the bars and I would work at night and he would work during the day and we had very little babysitter stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm the one who's worn out all the time. And mm -hmm. these are the choices I make, right? Mm -hmm. I make yeah. those choices. Um, but I was, you know, when I look back on it, when I had to write my drinking timeline, it was like, wow, I drank a lot. <laughs> I could try to pull myself all I want to. But when I really put it down on paper and I looked at it, I went, yeah. this is Bad. Yeah, right? it's it's all it's overwhelming. Yeah. It surprises me how much alcohol I would go through in a day. Right, right. You know, I'm drinking 13, 14 shots at the time. I weighed 108 pounds. Ah. Yeah. I mean, now, and this is from this is from 10 o'clock to two o'clock. That's a yeah. lot of booze. Yeah, yeah that is. That's a that's didn't thank me. You know, I drove uh, home just fine. It was just that was it's bad, right? Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So, you know, there are part, there are times when I can do this and I'm okay. And then there are other times when I'm just way out of control. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, um, I don't know how to do this thing. That's life. I, I keep trying, I'm trying so hard, you know, I'm so earnest. I really want to do a good job, but because I simply don't know how yeah. I get a fuck it. 
you know? Yeah. And I just say, forget it. I can't do this. It's over, you know? Mm-hmm. And then go on a bender. And, you know, I walk into my ma's house and before she even says hello, I, you know, it's good that you're here. She's pouring a glass of wine. My mom's an RN, right? She's retired now, but um, okay. she dosed people. That's what she does. Yeah. You know, she gives people her, their medicine. Yeah. <laughs> She's been doing this for me since I was a little baby, giving yeah. me that little teaspoonful of uh, booze. Um, it makes her feel better for me to drink. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. And so, um, um, yes. Yeah, so fast forward, uh, my sweetie, I'm drinking more and more. My sweetie tried to keep up with me, but he's a lightweight. He can't. And he does this whole thing about the path and whatever the hell that is. And so I'm like, fuck you. And um, uh, basically, you know, it was really yeah. disrespectful. But um, I, I started just doing my own thing. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, well, how much do you have to drink? Well, it's like it's none of your business. Mm-hmm. A, and a lot. So there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he, uh, we divorced and I started living here in Denver. They were all still up in Breckenridge and uh, I, I pretty much uh, traded my family for, you know, uh, to be able to drink the way that I wanted to drink. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm living this double life where I'm accomplishing things. I worked for almost 20 years for the University of Northern Colorado. So I go from being a, wow. a girl living in, I know, right? What would you, what'd you do at UNC? <laughs> I was. Because you weren't a waitress. Uh, I know I wasn't. I ended up working my way to being um, an instructor of English. Okay. Uh, I was the ESL specialist. At, so English is a second language specialist on campus as the director of the writing center and um, the traditional modern, traditional and modern grammar theory specialist. Wow. That is cool. Good job. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Going so through I'm all, you're going through that. all of this and you're teaching it at college. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, there you go. What a weird, I'm sorry, but what a weird life, Tammy. I know, right? So I don't want to be yeah. a 45-year-old cocktail waitress, so I'm going to do this thing. And I did, yeah. you know, I went to school full-time with two kids while I was working 36 to 38 hours a week in the bars. Wow. Right? Um, and then I reward myself. That's what sure. I do, right? right? I work hard. I deserve this. That's so, right. yeah. Um, and then at work, it's just food. I'm hungry. We're hungry. All of well, it's, us. It's know? part of the job. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was always told. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. not oh, that's it. Part of the job. Yeah. That's why I was a horrible bartender, though. <laughs> I was. I was a horrible bartender. Because yeah. I'd pour my drink before I poured yours. Are you kidding? Right. right. Pour yours, drink it, and then pour yours and drink mine. But yep. no. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, I was, I was trying so hard to be one person and I couldn't stop being the other person. And that, that, um, um, the, the angsty portion between that just led me deeper and deeper into, um, isolation. Okay. Um, um if anybody, if you couldn't keep up with me, you needed to go away, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd go into the bars and people would say, you can't drink this little gal under the table. And the, you know, all these big guys were, wah, 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 wah. you know, and they would, <laughs> they would be stumbling down drunk, falling off their chairs. And I'd be like, Oh God, what a bunch of wussies. Let's, yeah. let's have another one, you know, let's go around. Again. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I was really proud of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I hear you. I was amazingly proud of how much I could drink too. And yeah, you know, what's funny is, Nobody was impressed. <laughs> no, I mean, people were, they were not impressed with me. Yeah, but they were not nice people and they weren't accomplishing great things in life. You That's know? true, too. Yeah, they were kind of caught up in the same life as me, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and if you couldn't keep up and if you didn't like it, you could just go away. I was perfectly comfortable with that. And my world kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I started doing things like, um, you know, on the way to work, um, um, I would have a little beer because I was being naughty, you know, that would, that would be fun. Cause I'm just going to mm. try to, you know, I'm just being ornery. Um, and tell myself these lies, you know, these terrible lies that I could, I, I bought it hook, line and sinker, nobody yeah. else. And then pretty soon it was like, you know, um, I'd have to go, uh, I'd lecture for three hours and I'd have a break in between there and I have to go out to the car and have a couple of beers. You know, people who, who drink and drive, I, I drank while driving. That was sort of the thing we did in my family. My pops and mom Mm. went to get a new car and they would take their wine glasses and their beer cans to make sure. That's the way it was in the seventies for me growing. I grew up in the seventies and, and there was always a half a, bottle rolling around in the back of the station wagon sure, you know sure. while we're running around with no seat belts and drinking for you know right right That's know, and we would take that. swigs from that sure yeah, um, go ahead mom i'm thirsty yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah. watch this this is the only drink i had today right wink wink but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um so there's a, you know, there's that double life and I, yeah. there's the life that I really wanted for myself and my complete inability to get yeah. there and that frustration that comes from that. And, you know, um, that, that, um, that idea that everybody else got the handbook, you know, they seem to be doing life the right way. Why can't yeah. I get it? So I would try harder and I would feel worse. And mm-hmm. then I would make up the excuse to drink and use even more. Yep. You know? And then I would always use that. Because gosh, it was so easy for me to fail when I compared myself yeah. to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think very That's highly so- of myself. So. Oh, no, no. So, it, you know, it gets to the point where you, you put that much garbage in your body. And spend, I spent so much time alone and I was putting such crap in my body. I wasn't eating. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just like, like, and so I start having these, uh, I'm living alone. I'm starting, Joey, my son. So my daughter's older. She's already out of the house. My son visits me on the weekends and spends the summer with me and he's smoking okay. pot and I'm perfectly happy with that, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's normal. Um, um, they finally try to put me on a marijuana maintenance thing and they bring okay. over, I never had to buy pot in my life. They all brought it over because they okay. were hoping it would help me stop drinking, you know, or yeah. drink less. Okay. Stop, but drink yeah. less. They brought the vaporizer, showed me how to do everything, right? This is great. This is from my, I have, you know, I pulled my family into my sickness. Yeah. To this extent that, that they're willing to do this. And um, yeah, um, what I found out was that it just made it better. It was almost like when I was a kid again. You know, uh-huh. I could never, I could never get that taste again. Like I had when I was a little, little person uh, you know, okay. changing that forever. And, you know, so the other fun stuff I would do would bring me a little closer you know, yeah. a when we start combining people. things, we get that feeling back for a little bit. I did with that with pills for a little bit too. Oh, pills! Yeah, oh, pills are part of my story too. So I have rheumatoid arthritis. Right? Okay. So they gave me pills. Sure. Know, like awesome. There you go. By the hundreds. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, by the hundreds. Buy it in by the hundreds. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Because yeah. this didn't um, just happen in our opiate crisis. Started about ten years ago. So I know. Right. I know. Yeah. They were shuffling them out, man. I wish I would have known about that because I would have taken advantage of it. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, I missed out on that. Oh, gosh. I would have hurt myself more. I know, right? Um, 
but I used to hoard steroids and pain pills and stuff so that when we went on vacation, my sweetheart would ask me, he'd say, you know, do you have enough Vicodin, you know, for the mm -hmm. trip, do you have enough steroids? Don't forget to pack them because that's what we did. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it just, you know, the vacation never, the vacation behavior never stopped yep. after a while. Yeah. You know? It was a, it was always a day ending in Y. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, yep. uh, it, it, it crept up on me it did it's mm -hmm. not like I woke up one morning and decided I was going to be a daily drinker you know yep. um it 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 took a long time to get as sick as I was mm -hmm. um and so you know you pour all I was pouring all that crap in myself and wondering why I was so depressed taking antidepressants which didn't work by the way because of course I was yeah I was uh taking it um uh, and so I came in on, uh, I'd finally decided that I'd, I had suicidal ideation forever. I mean, you okay. know, uh, forever and ever, but I finally decided I, that I, was I doing think a damage. lot of us do. We just didn't know. Right, you know, right. You know, because I feel like my drinking was suicide on the installment plan. Right. Right. But and I had it, plans about yeah. how to end my life. Yeah, so, I did too. Yeah. yeah, and how it was all going to work, and the song that was going to play, and everybody be crying. Oh, and, oh yeah, everyone was so sad without me. So you know, I really did get to a point where I, I figured I would the the my family would be better off without me because I was doing more damage than I. Yeah, could. Uh, and so. You know, one day I, I get up, I, I smoke a bowl, I have I have a beer, I walk my dog, I unload the dishwasher, I make sure my clothes are folded and put away, and then I decide it's time to die, you know. And so I start eating pills and drinking hornitos okay. tequila of all things, you know. And yeah. I, I uh, text the kids that I love them. I don't say anything weird. I just say, you know, I want you guys to know how proud I am of you and how much I love you. I call my ex and I say, blah blah blah. And he says, don't do anything stupid. I say it's too late, you know. And so. No drama, no crying, no hysterics. It's just time. Check, check, check. Time that I check. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work. So now, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. I figure out that I have uh, uh, socket suicide. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't die. So how am I going to live? Yeah. And that's where you know this program comes in handy. The program. Yep. Um, 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 I went to my first AA meeting. I didn't realize that I was the one who suggested it. <laughs> but I guess I did. <laughs> yeah. And you know. My sweetie took me. I was sick. I was shaking. I was vomiting. I, I kept having to change my clothes, um, mm -hmm. all this different stuff. Oh. Um, it was really bad. I had no idea that you could die mm -hmm. from detoxing like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. So uh, finally, on Monday, I call my regular doc. And it's weird. This is God, right? Auditor mm -hmm. God, whatever. But um, I call and I realize that I've accidentally called my doctor's cell number why it's in my phone i have no idea but i hang up right away because i'm like shit yeah well i don't i didn't want to bother him i was gonna i hung up and i was gonna call the office line right okay i didn't want to bother him on his cell phone but i didn't i didn't call over the weekend because i didn't want to bug anybody right yeah which is just ridiculous yeah uh, i didn't drink that whole time but i was so ill and mm -hmm. i finally said you know this is what i did i've been drinking pretty heavily i tried to kill myself and he's like well he called me right back, right? Yeah. He did. It was bizarre. He's like, somebody called me from this line. Did you need me? Yeah. Like, what doctor does that? Yeah. And so I explained it to him. Amazing. He sends me a porter, and porter takes my blood pressure, start my vitals, and immediately mm. I'm whipped back. Yep. You know, because my, my blood pressure is 200 and something over whatever. I mean, it's bad. I am ready to stroke out. Stat. Oh, my God. I yeah. don't remember much of the rest of that day. I guess the kids came to visit me. I don't know. They took mm. me over to West Pines, which was very nice. I was in four-point restraints, which they do. 
when you try mm. to kill yourself, you know? Yes, they do. I'm if you're going to injure do. yourself or others, they will yes, restrain you. So, yeah, I look like Mrs. Claus. I'm in four-point restraints. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can laugh at that stuff now. What a, free, what a freeing thing. That. Yeah, I didn't even know it was four-point restraints until I was describing it. Somebody said, that's what that is. And I was like, oh, cool. Yay, me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, um, they very gently, you know, everything has been since that moment that I, that I woke up from, I didn't die. I woke up and I just, I reached out to whatever is listening. Yeah. You know? Um, like whatever is listening, help. I, I, I need help. And it's been so gentle and so beautiful. I mean, I was sick and shaking and, and there's been the physical and emotional yeah. pain. But, you know, the guidance that I have received from my higher power has been so gentle. You know, from the doctor calling me to being over, you know, going to the hospital, to go, being allowed to go to West Pines. I mean, that's some she-she stuff right there. Uh, I'm surprised that they let you detox at West Pines and keep you at Florida. Uh, well, yeah, but this was that. 10 years ago, too, and things yeah, are different now. Yeah, yeah it took me um, a total of 10 days before I was well enough to go to the rehab site. Yeah, I was in the yeah. I was in detox for ten days. My vitals yep. were so bad. Yeah, because um, they couldn't let you out of detox until your blood pressure was normal. Yeah, yeah, until or you'd, be, or you'd have a stroke. Yep. Right, right. I was stroke. They were giving me Zofran intermuscular for days. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was really, really ill. This is not something to play with. No, it's not. Right, it's really not. I mean, we That's, can laugh all we want to, but sure. But I was a very ill woman, very yeah. ill. Well, when you um, had brought up detoxing and you had to change clothes. It brought me right back, and I felt Ugh. disgusting. So I bad. thought, you know, that film of dirt that you feel like just on you yeah. all the freaking time. I sweat vodka, pure vodka. Yeah. I mean, I that's yeah. And it's I would disgusting. ask my wife, I'm like, "Is that how I smell?" She's like, "Oh," she's like, oh, "No, you were worse." Said, it's no, so Dion. bad. You know, yeah. my body just couldn't do it anymore. No, it know? was shutting down. It was awesome. turning yellow. Um, yeah, that's sexy. And then the hallucinating—that's <laughs> fun, right? Like I'm hearing the voices in the other room and I'm thinking things are burning on the stove when I haven't cooked and God only knows how long. Yeah. So I got burning things, hear the voices yeah. and then the vapors, you know, the ghostly vapors. Coming then the, the uh, yeah. And then the paranoia starts and oh, goodness. Yeah. This is not something to play with, you know, No, it's not. Yeah. And it's right not. there, I think you just, what you described, at least for me, when the yeah. big book says we can't imagine life with or mm -hmm. without alcohol. It's yeah, right I, I there. Physically, there. you couldn't have, physically, we got to a point where we couldn't yeah. do either without medical attention or help from somebody else. I needed outside help. And I, you know, uh -huh. I don't, I, uh, I know that there's some treatment, this, and we hate treatment and whatever. I had eh. to have medical attention. I was so ill, you yeah. know, um, I'm surprised I lived long enough to, to get to an emergency room. It's, it, yeah. it's not something to play with. And, um, and the fact so that yeah. you ended up at West Pines, I know. Um, very wonderful program. I know, right? Yeah. Um, they were very kind to me. And um, of course, I was nice to them. You know, I wasn't screaming and hollering and calling people dirty names. And, uh -huh. and uh, you know, I was nice to them. They were nice to me. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> and they, funny how that works. I know, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, I did what they told me to do. I finally realized that I did not know anything and I needed to go back to uh, like a newborn. Um, yeah. And I mean that literally I had been, when I finally woke up Absolutely. from that mess that I had done to myself, I had vomited through everything, every biological function that could out 
you know, every outgo possible was gone. I was, yeah. you know, I was in my, I was drenched in my own fluids. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was that moment of just saying, I don't know, I need help, you know, that's and it. that's the right word. I think that was the first honest thing I ever said. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was alone. There was nobody else but my higher power listening to me. Doesn't doesn't matter. It was all good. Um, And so I listened. I was able to listen. They suggested that I go to um, uh, 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 intensive outpatient. And they wanted me to go there, of course. But I live here uh, near Hampton in I-25. And I knew in the middle of November. Uh, December. There was no way in my beat up car I was going to make it twice a week back up. Yeah, not to not over there. No, uh uh-uh. No, I I know myself. And so I made a good decision and did uh, Denver Valley Hope. And I needed that help because it was another great ILP program. Yeah. You know, the little dog wasn't talking. Uh, Yeah. And so, um, so I did what they suggested, you know, I would go um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday to my um, intensive outpatient on Tuesday, Thursday, um, I went to uh, the club, very gently brought over to Orchard Club, which is where I found my home group. That was weird. I don't know if you were ever at the old one where it was at the church place. It was so hard to find. I came came around after. Uh, I've only been to Zoom meetings with them. I'm a big Zoom meeting guy right now. Right now, well, but um, yeah, I could get lost in a box. There's no way I would have found that. It's just one of the guys from the, some of the people from the IOP were going over there and they said, just follow us. Okay. Um, And I even had to stop and wait for me to catch because I got lost following them. But, you know, I found them and, and uh, they were so good over there. The manager of that club, she was so sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have any money uh, uh, because I lost my contract, go figure. They don't like <laughs> working blackout, they frown on that shit. Uh, yeah, uh, fuckers. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So she would let me work at the coffee counter and she'd buy me a cup of coffee and a snack yeah. every you know, just this generosity, this decency, this very gentle way of going through things, you know. Um, I was able to find a sponsor and she took me for, through that first set of steps and um um, you know, and then I found another sponsor. Um, this, the one that I had, uh, went back to work and she, she had been oh. laid off and to go back to work. And so I found okay. another gal. She's so sweet. She's from Oklahoma. And she said, that just gave me chill bumps. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that just gave me chill bumps. And, you know, then I was able to go back to work. I'm a con, I was the contract worker and I was able to go back to work and I would take, um, it was hard to go back after that blackout. It was very humbling. I'm sure you it know? was. Yeah. It and you're walking really in humbling. as a new person too yeah yeah and you don't know what to expect you don't know how people are going to react and i was drunk in front of a bunch of students not cool i mean they're college students so it's not but it's so just not but it's still crossing the line yeah that behavioral line as an adult sure so wrong so wrong um yeah and so um i would take my chips into them when i got chips to my boss to my uh, the director of my program and just say i just want to let you know that, that i stayed sober another month you know, just to try to make some sort of amends. And uh, yep. um, yeah, and I became the employee that I thought I was in my head. You know, I became the mother that I awesome. thought I was in my head. Yeah. Right. Um, I ended up not being able, I, I can't work anymore. I've had so many surgeries in sobriety. And that's another thing. You know, I've had um, five major surgeries and I've had to deal with going back to doing pain pills. And that's wow. not fun. But yep. through the program, through the help, through the support, the honesty. There you I'd go. That and never have mm-hmm. a slip. And I've yet to misuse a drug, not wood, you know. Um, 
but it's this, you know, this idea of trying to understand what it means to be dishonest because I didn't know what yeah. that meant, you know? Yeah. So when I rationalize, justify, minimize, blame, exaggerate, these are forms of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. When I see myself in others, you know, when I yep. can't be a good mom unless my kids tell me I'm a good mom, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> when I can't be a good uh, worker unless I get the employee of the month plaque, you yep. know, when I'm trying to find myself in everybody, uh, everybody else's supposed opinion of me, then I know that I'm way off, you know, mm-hmm. um, fear is a huge thing, you know, oh, um, yeah. the, the resentment, I never thought I was angry. I am furious. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anger drove me for 45 years. Telling me. Um, But it's remorse. The one where, you know, you flip the page over and he says, or it was remorse. And then we were sore at ourselves. Mm -hmm. No. And I I was really mad at me. And um, I've had to, I've had to work really hard on forgiving me. Yep. Um, Because, you know, I'm not Hitler. Get over it. Right. (laughs) I'm just not that important. I'm not the per. Yeah, that's it. That is it. I am not the person I thought I was. Yeah. And living in that little world, that make-believe world made me think that I was somebody I was not. Exactly. I'm either the queen of the world or a bitch. You know, bitch yeah. or queen but of I, the world. Well, but whatever. it's never okay for me to be right in the middle and just be okay. No. You know. Oh, my goodness. And isn't Oh, it God forbid we do that. Oh, right. When I finally had some peace for a little while, because drama, I'm as addicted to drama as I am to everything else, right? Absolutely. I am so, too. I know. So I finally got some, <laughs> sur- I, I would manufacture it. If it wasn't on hand, I would make sure that it happened. Sure. But um, getting this serenity and learning how to deal with, with being calm is hard, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, I learned in step one that I'm powerless, you know, mm-hmm. and that my life becomes unmanageable. It could be booze or chocolate or whatever. Yeah. Um, in two, I learned that there's something out there that can help me, you know, in three, I learned to turn things over to that thing that can help me. And four, I get a clear idea of who I am. And then I share it with somebody in five mm-hmm. so that they can, I can start having my created real, you know, and then we talk together, my, my sponsor and I, and I figure out re- no, really, what are my character defects? Not that I'm a piece of shit. Cause that's a lie. And that's just, as uh, yeah. as I'm queen of the world. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, in seven, I give it to God and I say, please help me, you know, on your time, on your schedule, please take these things away from me that I find objectionable. In eight, I get, I figure out what it is that I've actually done wrong instead of saying, oh, I'm such a, I'm awful. And I know that you hate me and you don't want to be with me. And then they get to say, well, we love you. Don't say that, honey. <laughs> um, so I get down to the real and then I can go out and make an honest admission of my faults. I don't say I'm sorry. I say I was wrong. That's correct. You know, and I do what's appropriate to make up for that that bad behavior. And I work really hard not to do it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna mess up, but I try real hard not to repeat those same mistakes. And ten, I continue to take personal inventory. And sometimes that's a daily thing, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes it's once a year. Sometimes I'm hurting and I just need to sit down and get her done with my sponsor. Yeah. You know? And eleven, I seek to get closer to God as I understand God. Um, because that's a beautiful thing. That's what I've been looking for ever since I got that first teaspoon of booze. Yep. That spiritual experience, you yep. know, and searching for it in the bottom of every kind of bottle I could find. And now I've got it right. And yeah. then in 12, I try to live the life that y'all taught me and I give it to someone else because if I don't give it away, I cannot keep it. That's right. And that's that. That's fantastic. Thank Tammy, you. thank you so much. What oh, a fun man. talk. This is 
this hour went by really, really fast. I know. I was like, um, show me what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I started giving you times. You know, and I think, you know, as as we wrap up, I, I think what I, I think the biggest thing that I got out of that was it, it only takes a very, very small amount of willingness mm-hmm. and God will show up. Every time. The moment I said, I don't know anymore and I became willing, that's when it all changed for me. I didn't know it at the time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't see it, you know. That's why God doesn't give me burning bushes. I throw water on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why God doesn't give me the magic wand. I'd mess it up. There you go, you know. I'd put myself (laughs) inside the pumpkin and be stuck for, no, I'm kidding. But, Uh, you know, it's been so gentle. It's all been so beautiful, you mm -hmm. know, the kindness that has been shown to me. it's, this program's remarkable, you know? Yes. Um, and what's, really a- what's cool is you can get, it doesn't matter where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do in life. Mm-hmm. Program will help you get there. It has every single answer in there. Mm-hmm. So. It does. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on. Um, I appreciate it. I did. I had a lot of fun. Um, to all my To all my listeners, thanks for being here. Uh, there's been a Wednesday edition. Um, and if you'd like to come on and speak, please feel free to, to uh, let us know. Share this with your friends. Um, spread the wealth a little bit. That's how we promote our show is by word of mouth. So thank you, everybody, for being a part of. I love you all. You know I do. Peace out and have a day. <laughs>